Crosschoke, a TFL podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Zach Anderson. Each week, I'm joined by the one and only Dakota Rytan. We have combined experience in MMA, music, ministry, and food. We hope we add value to your day. Now, enjoy the show. morning again dude yes you sound you sound a lot more lively than last time that is intentional <laughs> for our listeners to understand that i'm somebody, happy to be here somebody commented on the last podcast and goes is dakota okay <laughs> uh, it was it was a it was a trying trying slow morning you know yes you know i think i i do prefer doing it in the evenings mm. but i'll be here no matter what even if i'm half an hour late <laughs> at two in the morning Dude, you're supposed to be on time at 1 a.m., okay? <laughs> oh, well, welcome to our listeners to Season 2, Episode 11 of Cross Joke, a TFL Ministries podcast. I am one of your hosts, Dakota, and I am joined by the bewildering Zach. Wow, what an adjective. Did you like that? What does that even mean? I don't know. Bewildering. I, I you know, know. You know what image came in my mind right away? It was like Bambi. I don't I know I thought why. of a, a big black bear. Oh, I'm glad you said bear. I was like, what? A big black man. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's better than Bambi, I guess. Bro, what's going on? Oh, it's been quite the week. It's been a a crazy week, man. I'm secreting garlic. (laughs) (laughs) Don't ever say that again. Well, it's like, like, well, (laughs) your chair just broke How's that diet been? It's all the garlic I've been secreting. (laughs) Well, a friend of mine was like, hey, you need to eat more garlic because I'm just getting over another sinus infection. Holy. Yeah, dude, this one was like the worst one I've ever had. So I'm on like day nine of the sinus infection. You want me to punch you in the nose or? Sure, bro. I need it. Just even if I didn't have a sinus infection. (laughs) But I've been yesterday for some reason. It wasn't even intentional. So I try to tie it in like I'm trying to be healthy. No, just yesterday I had a lot of garlic. You and I, Dakota, you know, ever since this whole coronavirus quarantine style stuff, we still ate like kings yesterday That's during right. lunch. That's right, we sure did. We had Mr. Hot Dogs. You had the New York dog, mm-hmm. which has sauerkraut, onions, and mustard. Yeah, and I think it has cream cheese too. Oh, dude. It looked good. I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of sauerkraut. Maybe like a little bit, but dude, like the mountain of sauerkraut that you had. That was a lot. It was a ton, dude. It was good. So you had that, and then I had, like, his spaghetti, mm-hmm. which had, you know, just normal spaghetti stuff, but it also has like, some garlic in it. So, like, a couple hours later, I could feel it, you know, I could feel the garlic. And then I went over to my sister's house, and she had this plethora of Domino's stuff. And if you know Domino's, they oh, don't shy yeah. away from garlic. Nope. So they had, like, these garlic bites, this garlic bread, and some garlic cheese pizza, and I just was like, I helped myself. And then, <laughs> like, about the middle of the night last night, I kind of woke up, and I was like, I felt like there was, like, a clove of garlic, like, under my pillow. <laughs> but it was me. So You were the clove of I garlic. Was, 
<laughs> or like maybe I was snacking on it during the night. But Dakota, that's not the only thing impacting our lives right now. It's garlic. <laughs> is a little bit of uh, coronavirus. That's right. It's COVID-19. real. COVID-19. That makes me feel very smart when I say that. You know, I, did you see the meme I sent? <laughs> yeah. <Do you> <laughs> so if you guys uh, have ever seen the original Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire, when the guy that uh, plays Green Goblin, what, Willem Dafoe? No, it's yeah. not Willem. Is it Willem Dafoe? Yeah. yeah. When Willem Dafoe, I don't remember the scene. But when he's like, I'm also a, somewhat of a scientist myself. But at the top, it's like when somebody says COVID-19 instead of coronavirus. You know, I'm somewhat of a scientist myself. Yeah, it's me. But Dakota, in, in the positive side of perspective, uh, we had a Dave Camarillo seminar. I mentioned it last week. Dude, it was so good. Like, one of the best jujitsu teachers I've ever seen personally. Cool. And I've heard that from other people. Even Joe yeah. Rogan was like, he's the best jujitsu teacher ever. Wow. And, dude, it's so true. That's cool just to have, you know, it's kind of like your heritage, too. Mm-hmm. You're, you're learning your roots of, of right. your teachers. And it, it really is personal. It's not just like, hey, right. this guy's really good. But, like, hey, I'm technically in the lineage of things. He's his like student. my great-grandpa. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, that's a great way to think of it. <laughs> yeah. When people think, like, oh, he's a grandmaster or a master. Well, technically, he's my great-grandpa. He's my great-grandmaster. So, Dave Camarillo, you're my great-grandpa. Thank you. <laughs> we do is a great seminar. Really, really methodical, really smart on how he teaches. Because it's not just, hey, get in there and submit. But it's like, man, let's go through it. Let's, let's get this infinite amount of systems that are available in jiu-jitsu and narrow them down. Um, I think he called it like the, the spectrum of misery that you're trying to apply to your partner. That's cool. But it's like, it's true, though. Like, I'm just That's slowly trying to. That's a great metal band to... name. <laughs> spectrum of misery. <laughs> right, is, that, is that your band that you open for? Yeah. It's the band I cover. All right, so uh, after a lot of thought and a lot of feedback from some of our core listeners, we are not going to do half an episode every week. We're just going to leave that in your hands. If you want to listen to one minute every day for the rest of your lives, go right ahead. Which makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it does. Because if you want to listen to half an episode every week and do it that way, or yeah. you don't have to. Right. <laughs> but we're going to post once every two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So thank you for the feedback on that one, mm-hmm. and uh, we appreciate it. Just a just a thought. If you have any other thoughts, again, please let us know. We love to hang out with you. This is a this is like, even though we don't see you, we like I like feel like people are here. You know what I mean? I don't mm-hmm. know. We're just all hanging out. You know, and especially since we're all quarantined, right. it's like, hey, we're all hanging out still. Yeah. So thanks for being a cross choke best friend. <laughs> That's what our fans are called. <laughs> hey, best friends. Cross choke friends. Cross choke friends. So we could choke each other this episode of cross choke is brought to you by imperial brazilian jiu-jitsu offering quality training with affordable payment plans and discounts for all military personnel police officers nurses firemen first responders and college students imperial bjj is a place to start your jiu-jitsu journey with classes available from six years old to adult in a clean modern facility it's a place for the whole family to benefit together imperial bjj where beginners start every day Coronavirus. <laughs> Dakota. Uh, dude, I was like searching for like a Lysol can to spray you with. I thought it would add to the that effect. <laughs> Everybody was listening, like, like, like uh, coming back from their, their like, disgust. Ew. Well, dude, the coronavirus has impacted the entire 
United States as well as the world. It's a very real thing, and especially it's it's impacted us quite recently. Yeah, you know, I, I'm not. I don't know anyone personally that's uh, physically affected by it. Mm-hmm. It's sick, but it's definitely impacted uh, both my jobs, family mm-hmm. life. Yeah, we were pretty yeah. skeptical in our last episode. You know, it, the conspiracy theorist in me wants to still be skeptical, um, but I also want to make sure I'm healthy and my family's <laughs> healthy, and I'm not going around you know, intentionally killing people out of naivety. What'd you say? Intentionally Na- killing people out of naivety. Naivety? Yeah, you know, just... Naiveness, naivety? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. The act of doing something in a naive way. Exactly. Gotcha. Naivety. You know, like at Christmas, a naivety scene. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good one, man. That was one of the more funny... What? That was funny. (laughs) (laughs) But like everyone, the odds are the coronavirus has impacted you, if you're listening to this, in, in one way or another. Maybe you were skeptical like Dakota and I. Yeah. Or maybe you were on, like, one of the first ones to go get eight, cast, eight cases of toilet paper. <laughs> Overall, it's, it's here. It's the, the impacts of it are going to be here for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, and we'll talk a little bit about things that, like, churches are doing, things that the church that we're involved in are doing, um, what TFL is doing. But how do we cope with corona? is the question that we're asking overall. Yep. There's, there's a lot of panic. Uh, there's a lot of almost selfishness, like I'm going to buy everything in the store because I need to be ready. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I saw people, like, selling stuff on Amazon, like cases of toilet paper for, like, triple the price. You know, That's just messed up. I get capitalism, Try, trying to make but now's not the time. On, on, uh, a, a disaster like this is kind of wrong. It's yeah. not kind of wrong. It is wrong. I mean... Depends on how you look. No, <laughs> no, it is. It's definitely wrong. And you know the the, the impacts of this on our economy. Yeah. Uh, there's just market. stock market. All those things. It's going to be quite a long road ahead with old Corona in our back pocket. And you know, I think overall things are going. They could be worse. Yeah, that's you know, true. You know, they they could be worse, and we're going to discuss a little bit about where is God in this. You know, what is God potentially doing? What? Why would God let this happen? And those are going to be some of the questions that we tackle a little bit today, just so you yeah. have a little idea where this podcast is going to go. Again, Dakota has all the answers, so if you have any questions, let them know. <laughs> no, no. So, you know, let me ask you, Zach, what's one way specifically that uh, the coronavirus pandemic has affected your life? There is a sense of, a little bit of sense of worriness from other people. Yeah. It's kind of my idea. Like, I will we'll survive, you know, with food and toilet paper and stuff. But <laughs> just, like, what – it makes me nervous around other people a little bit. Not because I think they're sick, but because of, like, the sheer panic and worry around people. Yeah. That makes me uneasy. And I, and I feel a little bit like, hey, I need to protect my family kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> not to be uh, a weirdo, but because of that same effect, uh, I bought a shotgun yeah. this week. Because <laughs> I'm right. like – People are, might go crazy, mm-hmm. and I want to be prepared for crazy mm-hmm. and whatever that means. Right, right. And that's what one way it's kind of impacted me a little negatively, but it's also impacted me positively because it's made me 
re-examine how serious I am about ministry. Yeah. Yeah. You know, am I really legit about making disciples? And if I am, and if a church is in general, but if I'm serious about making disciples and loving people, Mm -hmm. I'm going to find whatever way I can to do that Yep. in this, uh, what do they call social distancing era. So that's been a real positive for me is like, okay, let's, Let's go with the flow, right? Because it drives the point to home, like the point home that circumstances are always going to change. Yep. But the call of God doesn't. Absolutely. We're, no matter what, whether whether we're quarantined to two people in a room for the next six <laughs> weeks uh, or not, mm-hmm. the call of God is still the same to love people, make disciples of all nations. So that's been good. You know, yeah. not that I have the answer how to continue to do that, but sure. it's it's. But it's the faith it's and, and the continuing, you know, doing that no matter what. That's that's honestly the important part. Mm-hmm. So you bought a shotgun. I that's did buy a shotgun. <laughs> was your wife impressed? She was the one who prompted, because I've been telling her for probably about a year, like, I really want a gun. I want a gun for, for home defense. Like, I just feel like we should have one. Plus... Uh, you know, we mentioned not being political on this pod- mm. podcast, but I am no lie, diehard libertarian party. Yep. And uh, like a, a big thing is like um, just protecting our rights. And, and I want to be a part of that right to bear arms in case something ever happens. Like definitely want something to protect myself. So, yeah, anyways, but my wife, you know, we were out doing shopping or whatever. And she's like, man, people are getting kind of crazy. There was one point in time that I would let you get a gun at be this time. And I was like, You're well, like, let's go. Well, let's hop go in the car. <laughs> let's drive over and go get one right That's now. That's good, though. I like that, man. You should have one anyways. Yeah, yeah. You know, something I just, just because. I think every citizen that is legally able to have a gun should. Nah, that rules me out. <laughs> you aren't 18 yet? Or? Nope, nope. Just almost. <laughs> 17 and a half. So, Dakota, how can we cope with Corona. We have kind of two ways in which we're going to talk about this, two Mm -hmm. spheres. Physically, okay, which is mostly what everybody's thinking, but also this spiritually side, which, of course, leads to the physical side of of how we react to this, my mental uh, state of being, how I'm reacting, that kind of thing. So physically, we're only going to spend like 30 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) The rest of our time, we'll be talking about the spiritual side of this. So world health organization who has don't scare me like that i'm terrified of owls (laughs) that was a good one so physically there's there's five things that the world health organization deems is like a must do for you all right so dakota number one is hands make sure you touch everything and don't wash them High five, every High five everybody. <laughs> uh, stick them in your nose. So wash them often, like you should. So if you didn't know that. And properly. And properly. Not just stick them in the water. Oh, were you? You know what's dumb? I feel personally attacked. Why did we need a global pandemic to learn this? I yeah. wash my hands every time I go to the bathroom. That's good. Every time the thought comes in my head that my hands are dirty, I go wash my hands. Likewise. Yeah. I don't know. You ever been in the, like those trucker stops? Where just those those big boys come in with the trucks, and they go in the bathroom, and you're just on the road, and you're like looking around. Some guys just go in the bathroom. And the mirror is just a piece of sheet metal with scratches <laughs> just, and rust all over it. I didn't think you were gonna say sheet metal. <laughs> um, 
goodness. Stop coughing, would you? I know. Um, anyways, but then they don't wash their hands or something. That's all. That's all. <laughs> that was a great story. Uh, so number one is hands. Two, elbow. Cough mm-hmm. into your elbows. <laughs> they watch Not your like elbows. I'm doing. Yeah, Dakota's just coughing right now. <laughs> I'm coughing on Zach, pretty much. So if you're going to cough, Dakota, cough in your elbow. Mm-hmm. Number three, face. Don't touch it. And don't touch other people's faces either. That's That's a big problem for me. <laughs> Not other people's faces, I mean. You like, know, Zach was saying on Sunday, we, we actually had service last Sunday before all this stuff happened. And so uh, we are doing, you know, last Sunday we had a no-touch rule, essentially. No handshakes, no physical contact whatsoever. And Zach leaned over and was like, man, I bet you're just loving this right now, aren't you? Because we all, we all know how much you like to be touched. That's right. Like, man, this is the answer to your, all your prayers. <laughs> so three, face, don't touch it. Number four, feet. Stay more than three feet away. I thought you were going to say don't touch other people's feet. Dude. Wash your feet. The kids in jujitsu class uh-huh. absolutely love to pick at their feet. What I don't know what it is. It drives me nuts. Like while you're teaching or whatever? So, like, so we have this thing. We'll seat the kids down while I'm teaching to move. You know, uh-huh. everything's everything's fast. I try to keep the kids' attention. Keep moving. Right. Keep going. But, like, I'll look to make sure everybody's paying attention. And, like, three out of the 12 kids are just, just digging at their toes. Ew. And, I'm, and I'll, I'll call them out. I'll be like, yo, Jax, stop touching your feet. They're like, eh, okay. <laughs> or, like, picking at them. Or, like, they have scabs that they're picking, and all of a sudden they're bleeding. And I'm like... No. What the joke? Yeah, what are you doing? I don't know what it is about little boys, but hey, I was one of them once. Still am, really. That's gross. So feet, stay more than three feet away. I heard six feet was was a good one, too, but I you guess... You know what? Mm, Might as well just make it 12. I mean, just, just stay alone. And then lastly, if you are feeling sick, stay at home. Do not go out. Yeah, which is a good rule anyways. Absolutely. All of this stuff. Especially, especially the staying away one especially three feet away from people you should put that on a shirt <laughs> be like constant corona quarantine or something say that five times fast constant co- what constant corona quarantine coral team so that's physically so spiritually how do we cope with coronavirus spiritually? And this goes well beyond coronavirus. This mm-hmm. can go to any natural um, catastrophe, maybe uh, a shooting, something where it seems like the suffering that's happening is unjustified. That's right. really the broader question, but we're bringing this down to the idea of the coronavirus. Yeah. So, that point of, okay, you've already knocked him out. Quit beating him up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, kind of. Um, that's justified, though. <laughs> so, Dakota, how can God allow something like this to happen? Sure. So, a blanket statement here. Free will. That's honestly what it narrows down to. Um, Did you get that off of a bumper sticker? No. This is, uh, this is <laughs> it should be on a bumper sticker. <laughs> but no, this is, just, this is just straight from my thoughts and opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, is that... It, you know, without free will, if we lived in uh, a perfect society, um, we wouldn't be faced with any of these issues. And because we have free will to make choices, this stuff happens. Because there's panic, 
people are suffering, innocent people are dying. How can there be a God when things like this are happening? Right? So time and time again in the Bible, we see catastrophes a lot a lot like what's going on now. Sure. Natural disasters, uh, big things that are tearing up the world. And I think it's important to note that God doesn't intentionally cause all these things just to play with our minds. Right. You know, he's not sitting up in heaven pressing buttons like, yeah, they haven't had a virus in a hundred years. That's, that's the 2020s. Let's go ahead and just hit him with another one. He has a shelf of vials. Hmm. Coronavirus. <laughs> right. Because that comes down to what kind of God are you thinking of? Exactly. You know, because people, I mean, have you ever heard this? Like, if God is so good, why am I going through what I'm going through? You know, I don't like right. a God who would allow suffering like this. Yeah. So, you know, like, what what kind of God are you actually thinking of? You know, because what we'll talk about is that the God of the Bible and the doctrines of Christianity actually make suffering more probable and, and, and like, a guarantee yep. than not. Think about if you worshipped a different God. Would, how would they react in a time of pandemic? The other God? Yeah. You know, uh, our right. God has mm. the only right way of going about pandemic. Mm. There's no other God that will provide you hope in a time like this. Mm. In the midst of suffering. Yeah. Like Muhammad's not going to give you hope, joy, and peace while your family's dying. Mm -hmm. You know, this mm -hmm. is the only God that can provide that. Yeah, that's true. The other thing I like to think about is fairness, too. Hmm. A lot of people will say, it's not fair that this is happening. But if w life was fair, life would be a whole different scenario right now. Hmm. Because I'm thankful life isn't fair, because if it was, I'd probably be dead right now. That's a great point. I heard yeah. a preacher say that one time, because his son was saying to him, he was telling a story, and I just remember him telling this part. He was like, dad life's not fair and he goes and you better thank god every day that life's not fair <laughs> you know it's true yeah that's that's a great way to think of it because it's just a, a little perspective change changes everything yeah so buckle up we're gonna hit <laughs> about four or five points yeah. to help kind of answer this question a lot of this information is taken from kind of three different sources and some of our own uh salt in there as well our own little flavoring so <laughs> Um, a majority of this you could find in William Craig's apologetics book, uh, On Guard. Great book. I've read it about three or four times. I'm on my fourth read. And Holy cow. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's, it's just sharp. It keeps you sharp. And it's this idea of proving God through a reason and uh, kind of an intellectual approach to proving who God is. So in one of the chapters, he talks about why suffering. Because that's one of the points in which an atheist can make. Mm -hmm. is say, if God is real, why is this happening? Sure. Right? So, again, we won't get too in-depth on that part, but we're going to look more at the emotional side of this. So, we'll start with this statement. Just because something may look unjustified doesn't mean it really is unjustified. This is where our free will, like you were talking about, mm -hmm. our free will and God's sovereignty meet. It's all wrapped around this idea of, of human limitations. Yeah. We are limited, but God sees the end of history from its beginning. Yep. So suffering that appears pointless within our, our, our limited framework may be seen as justified uh, by God within his wider framework. Yep. 
So altogether, given the complexity of life, we are simply in no position at all to judge that God has no good reason for permitting some instance of suffering to afflict our lives. Right. We can't be Christians who worship God and say, God's so holy, he's so perfect, uh, he has a plan for my life. And then as soon as something comes around, just throw that all out the mm-hmm. window and be like, why would you do this, God? I can't <laughs> believe you. You know, I put all my faith in you and, and you did something. I can't believe it. And that's more of our mentality than I would think we would care to admit. It's true. Is more of this I've idea. been at fault like that yeah. plenty of times. Yeah. I mean, it's so easy to get into that. that I, I, do you think it's more of a consumerist mindset that way? Maybe. I you, think it's just a human yeah. attribute, you know, we, yeah. where, like, we just don't understand. Mm-hmm. It's kind of this genie in a bottle, yeah. little kid mindset. But you're probably you right. It's, it's amplified by being in a consumer generation mm-hmm. where we want something. We know we can get it. Why don't we have it? Yeah. Yeah, and I want it now, and if I don't get it now, I hate you. <laughs> I mean, how, how upset do we get when shipping takes five days? You know what I mean? Right. We're in such an Amazon Prime Man, mindset. Netflix stopped working last night and I almost threw a fit. Oh, pitch a fit? <laughs> Is that like British sounding? I, I want to say like, pitch a fit. Oh, that kind of sounds It's kind of like when I say sheet metal. It's like, <laughs> be really careful where your consonants and vowels are, please. So overall, only an all-knowing God can grasp the complexities of directing a world of free people toward his envisioned goals. In our view, we are limited. Yeah. And I love that statement. That's, that's right from William Craig, that, that one, because only a God can direct people to choose freely in such a way that he can influence them. Yeah. Because it's impossible to make somebody do something freely. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yep. I... I can't make you do anything, right? But if I keep hitting you on the forehead (laughs) until you, like, do what I want, you still chose to do it. That's true. You know, and that comes, you free will and God's sovereignty. Where do they mix, you know, Arminianism and Calvinism? Yeah. You know, which is such an old thing now. It's like just whatever. But we have free will no matter what. But God still offers eternal life. Right. And if he could influence us to choose eternal life through suffering, then it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Whatever we suffer in this life is nothing in comparison to what we have in the next life. That's true. And we, we lose that perspective a lot of times. And there's a reason that we don't know the future or know the answers. Mm-hmm. Because then why would we need God? Yeah, exactly. You know? God won't give me anything I can't handle anyway, so... <laughs> Do you want to read the next statement or something? I would love to. So Christianity actually entails doctrines that increase the probability of the coexistence of God and suffering. The problem of suffering is actually easier to deal with given the Christian God rather than some bare-boned concept of God or another God in my opinion. Mm. And the experience of suffering actually makes more sense under Christian doctrine. Do you think that's surprising to some people? Um, it shouldn't be. No, it shouldn't be. Because, but do you I mean, think a lot of churches or ministries preach this? I'm not sure. I've only been in this you know, church my whole life. I don't know. I feel like overall, overall the, the, the humanism that, that God's chief purpose for man is happiness 
the consumerism idea, the American dream idea. Yeah. I think that influences our preaching a lot more to where if a preacher was to talk about suffering being part of being a Christian, sure. you know, that's, that's not something everybody's happy to hear about. Well, let me ask you this question. Okay, Christians think that we live in a Christian nation. How many people do you think, on average, are Christians in the U.S.? Like, would claim to be? Or yeah. Like, boy, I don't know what the percentage is on like that. Fifty percent. I'd say like forty percent, maybe. Fifty. You think one in two people would say they're Christian? I think it's less. I don't than know. That. Probably I'd say less. One in three ish, or maybe two and five. Okay, ideas. so like a little bit more than a third. Let's say it's thirty percent. Sure. I could actually look it up, I guess, but yeah, that's true. Why would we want to do that, though? I mean, that worldwide <laughs> web right here. But my question is, I'll let you. I'll let you look it up, and we'll just. Oh, just keep. Just keep filling. Time. Okay, so my question is, with the percentage of people that claim they're Christians, are we seeing more than that? Uh, have chaotic attributes during this time? Oh and yeah, season? I'd say yes. So how come those Christians who say they are aren't acting in hope and peace, mm-hmm. even though that is the biblical doctrine mm-hmm. that we're called to? Yeah. You know? It's maybe... So people I that... So I don't see it so far, you know, perplexed that there's Christians out there who don't understand suffering, and that'll just flip to a different God or different belief or no belief just at the drop of a dime, you know? Mm-hmm. What if I was to tell you, according to this poll of, on Wikipedia, that's really reliable, <laughs> that 65% of Americans would identify as a Christian in 2019, but that's down 85% from 1990. That's, that sounds about right. What? That's like a lot of percentages there. Anyways, that's what Google said. But either way, I do think this, is a, this pandemic is a test to the Christian uh-huh. faith. And overall, I feel like we're not doing that hot. No. As a nation, as a Christian nation, you know, that it's like, all right, let's 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 test a little faith today. Right. You know, and I think, I don't know, it's, it's interesting to see how we're reacting. I think we're doing better than we were three days ago as yeah. a nation, I would say, because I've seen a lot more of, like, people taking care of each other. Yeah. We, things like that. I want to see the, the humanism there. You know, caring for somebody in a time of need, like the Good Samaritan. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's just hard when, you know, the media is only really filtering in negative stuff. Mm -hmm. So maybe there is just as much good going on around this pandemic, but we just can't see it. Mm -hmm. And the church thrives in suffering. It's true. It should. The church absolutely should uh, multiply during Mm -hmm. this time. Because sometimes that's the, 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 there's no revival without a need for revival. Exactly. Right? And sometimes it takes things like this to cause people to say, wow, I, I'm, I'm panicking. I need something more. Right. My life is in danger. Wow, let's, I'm, I'm more open to God now than I was before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And if that's happening, the church has to be there to answer that, that question. And it's important that, whatever church you're involved in is doing something to answer that, to be there for people. So, yeah, dude, I think within this, there's just as much good as there is bad. Yeah. If you look at it through the lens of Christianity, through the eyes of God, yep. and see what's happening. Because something else, Alex and I were talking about this, is that Las Vegas is completely shut down. 
Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, even look at our hometown. Right. Like People weren't allowed to go out and get drunk and party and there was, crazy. If you, if you know anything about Butte, Montana, it is like, besides Boston, it's like the hub for Irish People St. Patrick's Day. People come from all over. It's, it's a huge deal in Butte for St. Patrick's Day. I do and not like going outside on no, St. Patrick's don't. Day. You just don't. <laughs> but the police um, reported that there were zero arrests made on St. Patrick's Day. Zero? There was nobody around. There's nobody around. <laughs> right? But zero? That's crazy. Not one arrest on St. Patrick's Day, which is unheard of. So oh my gosh. Alex was like, did you hear health froze over? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you never know, like, what what's happening, what God is doing in people, yeah. what's causing families to be together. Mm-hmm. You know, there's dad's home who, who's you never see, you know what I mean, because he's at yeah. work and he's with his kids and his wife. You know, a lot of people joke around saying, well, day three of quarantine and all the kids are, like, tied up on the floor. <laughs> but this is good. Like, you know, spend time with your family. Make yeah. the most of this time. Yeah. It's causing the entire world to actually stop. You know, that alone is good. Mm-hmm. You know, just take a breath. Enjoy this. You know, it's a mini, mini vacay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, take care of your family. Well, in a month when we're all sick and dying, I won't think of it as a vacation. So. Yeah, hopefully that age as well, huh? What's what's bad? <laughs> well, it's not bad, but kind of. You know, we record this usually on a Thursday, mm-hmm. and then we post usually on the following Monday. World could be on fire in the next three this, days. I'm gonna try to post this today. Oh, okay. Yeah, just so we're relevant. You never know what happens tomorrow, or this afternoon. Honestly, we'll start with, uploading right now with the way <laughs> with the way everything's going. So something that makes suffering so confusing something else that can make suffering so confusing is we naturally think that if god exists then his purpose for human life is happiness Mm -hmm. and the chief purpose of life is not happiness yeah but knowledge of god exactly suffering may be pointless if our chief purpose is happiness yep this makes no sense if i'm sure if i'm if i my picture of god is a happy god who wants me to be happy then suffering seems pointless but if i realize that the suffering that I'm going through is to help me have a deeper knowledge of God, then it makes sense. Yeah. So, I don't know. What do you think? It's springboarding us into dependency on God. Mm -hmm. You know? Without suffering, without this stuff happening, we can get complacent. I'm not saying every year Mm. we should have a pandemic. pandemic. (laughs) But I'm saying we should act in that dependency all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and kind of like whether or not we grow during those moments of suffering is entirely on us. Mm-hmm. You know, you could just continue to go through this coronavirus without even looking at God. Yep. But you know, something else might happen worse. So, so God's like, "Hey, I'm still here. Come on." It's getting it's attention. getting people to think. You know, I've mm-hmm. had family members talk to me about their will. I've had people approach me about end times, mm-hmm. and it's getting people to think. You know. Is this real? If it is, I need to commit. And yeah. and that's definitely a positive in this in this season. Yeah, and asking people like that, too. You know, trying to look for those conversations. Yeah, what do you think hey, about all yeah. this? Yeah, those are great questions to ask people. Because mm-hmm. this comes back to what God are we thinking of when we ask these questions. God wants to draw as many people as he can to himself, to the kingdom, with their free choosing. Yeah. And suffering, like we said, may be one of the ways in which he does that. Yeah. I mean, God just wants me to be happy, so. <laughs> he won't give me anything more than I can handle. 
This is like directly against this. I know. Man. But how often do you hear that stuff, bro? Right. Uh, if, if you don't know what we're referring to, go listen to, I believe it was episode nine. I could do all things through a verse taken out of context. Yep. I think it was that episode. Yeah. Great just episode. Yeah, that was, that was a fun one. But if you haven't listened to that episode, we might re- re- uh, reference it quite a bit. Forever. Forever and ever. Amen. <laughs> uh, also, if you didn't know, Dakota, mankind is in a state of rebellion against God what? and his purpose. Yeah, I, Since this one, when? This one might surprise you. <clears throat> but God is also a just God, oh, right? Yeah. The, the terrible human evils in this world are a testimony to man's rejection of God. The Christian isn't surprised at the moral evil in this world. On the contrary, it's expected. Mm-hmm. So we have a couple verses that we want to read that kind of drive home this idea of, of a just God and man's free will, I guess. Right. So I'll read uh, Romans 1, verses 24 and 28. So God abandoned them to do whatever shameful things their hearts desired. As a result, they did vile and degrading things with each other's bodies. Since they thought it foolish to acknowledge God, he abandoned them to their foolish thinking and let them do things that should never be done. Yeah. So what is kind of that verse, those couple uh, verses saying? So... It reminds me of this meme. <laughs> you, you millennial, huh? Okay, it's uh, it's more like a comic, but it's a meme per se. And it's this crow up on a stage. Like, I don't know if you've seen this one, but it's like uh, at a comedy club. And it has like a list of items that it wants to talk about that it thinks are really funny and relatable. But it's about Christianity. And so the first thing he says is, Christians are immoral. And so uh, this guy shouts out from the crowd like, well, yeah, the Bible says that all people are immoral and that's what Christians believe in. And then all the other statements that it has, it has to like throw them away because it's like that one time that Christian hurt me and Mm. uh, God has, you know, causes suffering or whatever. Mm. But he has to throw it all away because um, basically this person proved him wrong. Oh, that makes a lot of sense, though. Well, that just reminds me of that anyways. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Maymays. <laughs> but, yeah, like, God is just. Mm-hmm. He does not allow sin to go unpunished. Correct. And if you haven't accepted Jesus, who took the punishment of our sin, mm-hmm. it goes on to you. <laughs> like, that's just, with, without Jesus, there's the, the penalty for your sin is not paid. Although it is, but you haven't, like, said yes to it. You haven't accepted that gift. And God will not let things go unnoticed. Right. You know, and as a nation, as a people, as a, as a world, you know, think back to the Noah time, he flooded the world. Yeah. You know, because everybody was rejecting him, right? I mean, it's, it's one, it's a spiritual principle of sowing and reaping. Mm-hmm. But then, two, we also see uh, natural scientific proof of that, too. You know, uh, uh, causes of reaction. Mm. You know, there's always a push to a pull. There's always a... Uh, a drop to a fall, gravity mm, even, mm. you know. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Exactly, yeah. you know. Um, and so, speaking about the Noah time, I mean, God created this world with with amazing intentions. Mm-hmm. Sin happened, uh, and God had an equal punishment for that. Mm-hmm. Separation from him, it had to happen. But 
the world got to a place where it was like irreversible almost you know yeah yeah like there was slim to none chances of life being saved at all mm-hmm. people will always say you know why did god do that in the first place i can't believe a god that would do that yeah but it's like we wouldn't be here today if he hadn't have done that mm-hmm. to even discuss it yeah you know? and he, again in his wider framework yeah it makes sense he loved us so much that i didn't have to be born into a world where i could be just immediately killed or mm-hmm. or worse live through destruction like that be- mm-hmm. because even the animals were just all of them were vicious and and all yeah. the people were terrible and ugly and god will do whatever it takes to preserve the truth mm-hmm. and the hope that is in him that's why israel's still around mm-hmm. you know that's why the church is still functioning you know there was a friend of mine that he's not church doesn't really know uh you know much about God. Well, he does, but he's not like, doesn't really quite have a relationship with him. You know, kind of right in there, kind of a, sure. a learner of truth idea. But he goes, we invited him to church one day or something, and and he goes, well, you know, when a restaurant has bad food and bad service, it, it eventually closes. Yeah. You know, when a church doesn't quite get things right and does them wrong, but it's still around like 2,000 years later. Sure. And he goes, I'll check it out. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's a great way to put that. That's a good point. <laughs> you know, uh, another verse that we wanted to look at uh, is like, is 2 Corinthians uh, 4, 16 through 18. You want to read that? Yeah. So it says, that is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. God's purpose is not restricted to this life, but spills over beyond the grave to eternal life. It kind of comes to that, that heavenly perspective what, what, where, where God sees all of it. You know, when God asks his children to bear horrible suffering in this life, it's only with the perspective of a heavenly joy yep. or a heavenly uh, inheritance. It reminds me of uh, childbirth. You go through nine long months of suffering. I mean, I've never personally I was experienced. Say, how, how, how was that for you? <laughs> but, you know, being alongside my wife, just constant pain and inconvenience and then actually the physical labor of of birthing a child is extreme and um but the end result is this like perfect human that you Mm. get for 18 years and then you get rid of (laughs) but it's just like you go through all this Mm. pain but for such joy like i've never felt Mm. as you know more joy than when I got to be there when my child was born. Wow. Like, just so much joy broke me down to tears. And, and But that's how life is, too. Mm. Like, there's so much suffering, but the end result is just amazing joy. Mm. So, Dakota. Yeah. Overall. In the hole. <laughs> as they say. In the hole. W-H-O-L-E. <laughs> It's a con- con, uh, concluding statement. Anyways, <laughs> overall, <laughs> given a Christian doctrine of sin 
and mankind's fallen state, the the tragedies uh, of this life are not surprising. Christians know that Christ w- underwent incomprehensible suffering for us. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, God is the only solution to the problem of suffering because he can relate to it. He can relate to our suffering. Yep. Uh, the image of the cross is our help in times of suffering. Yeah. Overall, don't, never forget that, that what Christ did for you. Yep. you know, he experienced everything that we can imagine. He is relatable in mm-hmm. every way. And it's an honor to suffer for our faith in regards to him. It's an honor to go through whatever it, it, it we need to go through in yep. order to make it to the kingdom of God on the other side. Yeah. And whatever it is, even if, and again, that, we don't want to be users of God. Sure. You know, I don't want to just do something for God just to get to heaven. Yeah. That's not a right mentality to have either. It's this idea of God is so worthy of everything I could give, whether I go to hell or not at the end of this, I don't care because I'm going to serve God. Of course, that's not going to (laughs) happen. But, you know, even if that is, you know, even if there's nothing, it's like God is still worthy of everything I could do, Mm -hmm. everything I could give. Uh, unto him so yeah the real question can god be counted on yeah yep <laughs> well, um yep all right <laughs> well of course i didn't i was just meaning to like agree with you that that's the real question oh god <laughs> can god be counted because mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> sure i think it's important for it to be rhetorical like if you're listening to this podcast, present this question to yourself in a real way. Don't just let us ask it without you acting on it. Yeah. Can you count on God amidst anything? Not mm-hmm. just what we're going on, what we're going through right now as a nation and uh, as a world, but can you count on him? Yeah. So that would be kind of uh, something that you could do at home is kind of write that question down. If you journal, this would be a great thing. Can God be counted on? Mm-hmm. And what I like to do is give the list of pros and cons. You know, start with like the cons. Like, here's why God wouldn't be counted on. And then, like, say, okay, he doesn't care how we feel. He's not near. <laughs> you know, like things like that you might think or like sure. that somebody else might think. Okay, like prepare yourself, like Dakota was saying, of, of ask these questions. Hey, what do you think? Where do you think God is in this? Yeah. You know, to prepare yourself to, to have those conversations, write down possible scenarios. Say, you know, some of the reasons why God, why, why someone might think that God can't be counted on. Mm-hmm. And then literally with every one that you write, attach it to a scripture, attach it to something yep. that proves, okay, here's why God can be counted on. And that, that might be a really good exercise for you to do to kind of uh, grow your knowledge of God and be prepared for those kind of situations and increase your own faith. Mm-hmm. Like when you have times of doubt saying, man, God doesn't care how I feel, open up that page. Look yep. at it, recall that scripture verse that you wrote down, and it might really bring you to the next level in your faith. So in the fighting realm, talking about suffering, um, we can relate this to like working out, exercising, training. Like we're putting ourselves through this excruciating hmm. pain, physically, mentally, um, but it's to see this joyous end result, you know? Hmm. Uh, and the the biggest part of it isn't just the end result either, but it's physically us, like, going through all of the, going through that process and bettering ourselves because of it. Yeah. 
it's kind of beating your body for that end result. Yeah. And and not to say you should go out and just like, you know. Hit yourself with a bat. <laughs> yeah, for the greater good. But you know, like how does muscle grow? Exactly. You, you tear it up. Yep. You know, you tear it up to grow. Um, how do you increase cardio? Well, you get yourself to the breaking point, then your body adjusts to it and goes beyond it. Yeah. And you keep growing that way. And it's the same idea. Yeah. So, Dakota, sometimes to get through that <laughs> suffering is all it takes is a good little uh, little beat. Am I right? Honestly, you know, you and I have been working out a few times the mm-hmm. past couple of weeks because mm-hmm. um, I, I want to get into that training mentality. And if we didn't have some good tunes blasting <laughs> on the speakers in there. What do you mean? My, my encouraging voice isn't enough for you? <laughs> um, it is. But, <laughs> that, you know, it just gets you in that. I'm a, I'm a do whatever it oh, takes. Oh, that mentality, yeah. man. That's right. So with that. And his name is John C. Uh, our walkout song of the week is Go Off by the one and only Zanti. I really don't think we need any explanation for this song. It is just a straight banger. And if you played this, I guarantee the crowd will go hype when you're walking out. And maybe you will too. Absolutely. Find the finish line looking in the rear view. That's what's going on around the country. Here's what's happening in your neck of the woods. So a couple of important announcements that may impact you or not. Grappling Industries has postponed their tournament from March 25th. It was going to be this coming Sunday to April 4th tentatively in Helena, Montana. So if that, if you were interested in that tournament or had anybody in there or haven't heard yet that Grappling Industries is moving their tournament um, a couple weeks at least. So it's still kind of up in the air a little bit, but that was the date that they were looking at. So be sure to like their page, Grappling Industries. And then I just wanted to note, uh, you know, there's a lot of churches that can't physically be a part of their community in this time because of the social distancing. And uh, I just wanted to invite you that if you uh, if you don't have a home church or if you have a home church that um, that you can't go to or watch online, uh, please join our church uh, Sunday at 1045 a.m. We're going to have a worship service and a message by Pastor Randy, a live stream to our Facebook page, which is public, and we're also going to have it available on YouTube. And uh, I think we'll have uh, links to that on our TFL website to make it easily available for you. And uh, just feel free to join us. And uh, I like it because it's bringing normality to my life again. You know, Sunday mornings is a time where I can come together in community with my church and uh, worship God. And I don't have to stop doing that. I can continue to do that with with Butte Journey Church. Yeah, of course. Yeah, if you need a home this uh, this weekend, yeah, be sure to, to join us online. So, uh, yeah, Journey Church um, on Facebook or ButteChurch.com, all the links are there as well. We don't stream onto our website right, right now. The the, um, the sermons are uploaded, though, um, as soon as they're they're done. But overall, be sure to... Find a home church, and if you don't have one, Journey Church is here for you. That's right. The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, Jesus Christ. All right, verse of the week is going to be Jeremiah 17, uh, starting in verse 7. So it says, Blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. 
They are, they are like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. So that's verses uh, 7 and 8, one of my favorite, favorite scripture passages. Yeah. Yeah, just contrast this idea of somebody who doesn't trust God and somebody who does trust God. Mm-hmm. And that's, we're, we're in a little bit of heat. We're in a little bit of drought right now, you know. Yeah. And someone who trusts in God is like a tree next to the river. You know, I just, it's such a vivid picture that you could, that you could it's easy to imagine. Mm-hmm. You know, even though it's hot, you know, there's no rain coming down. That tree still is growing, still is green, and still producing fruit. And that is, that, that can be all of us. That should yeah. be a follower of Christ. So put your trust in the Lord. And when you look into it, you got to look into it. Look oh, into it. I'm when you look into, into it. it. A vision of the possible. Uh, Pioneer Church Planting and Teams by Daniel Sinclair. Great book for anybody who is in ministry, honestly. It doesn't need to be like a church planting idea, but it's a great book that helps you understand how to get an indigenous church in an unchurched place. So it's real, I've used this book a lot for TFL. Um, They use it a lot overseas, and it's a great book to kind of come up with your memo of understanding what does your ministry do how does it do it how can you do it in teams and do it in the context in which you're in so yeah it's kind of an intense book really it's not like an easy read it's uh yeah definitely for someone who wants to see loss be found let's just say it that way that might be a great book for this season too Hmm. um all these churches and ministries that have to completely rethink how they're going about things to uh, read this book and, and just completely reevaluate how they're doing ministry and how they can better minister to this new, because re- really it's a new community mm-hmm. now. Um, it's, not, it's not the same way we've been doing church. Yeah, yeah. Dakota, thank you. I think we hit the nail on the head. <laughs> it's always a pleasure to be here. Yeah, uh, thank you for joining us today as well. Uh, we know you might not have a lot of friends or interaction at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you for being our friend, and thanks for allowing us to hang out with you. Cross-choke friends. Cross-choke friends. Thank you for being our friend. It's like our new kids series. (laughs) (laughs) Like Blue's Clues? (laughs) Yeah. Do you see the (laughs) cross-choke? That's Dora. (laughs) Where? La (laughs) cross-choke. Back, back. Oh, anyways. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. Remember to uh, leave us a rating and share this podcast. We love hearing uh, from the Cross Show community. So let us know what you think of this podcast. What, what did we miss? What would you like us to talk about? And uh, we really are praying for you. We hope that you're doing well. If you need prayer, please let us know at tflministries.com forward slash prayer. Yes. It's a confidential place to... Um, just let us know how you're doing and how we could pray for you. Mm-hmm. We would love for you to be involved there. Um, our blog is um, being updated weekly with content as well, just for you to read. They're short, I mean, a couple paragraphs, just something for you to dig into. So um, also we're involved on social media. Uh, we have some interactive things going on there, um, as well as cross choke here. So mm-hmm. um, please be involved. Continue to grow in your faith and uh, know that we care about you. Yeah. And we'll see you next time.
Thank you so much for listening to season two of Cross Choke. It was a blast creating this episode, and we hope you enjoyed listening. Submit any fun questions, inquisitive comments, serious requests, or hilarious stories to tflministries.com slash podcast. Feel free to follow Zach at Andobute and myself at South Friday. Have an amazing day and join us next time on Cross Choke. Social distancy. What? Social. <laughs> what? Distancy. <laughs> um, because of the social distancing. What the heck? Distancing. Is it distancing? <laughs> Zach thought I was going to say a different word. And it's just sheet. a it's just a big piece of sheet metal. <laughs> it's a big piece of sheet metal. <laughs> Am I allowed to say that on the podcast? <laughs>